Hi, I'm Jody Melman, and this is Backstage with the Bardavan. Our podcast will draw back the curtain and bring you backstage at the Bardavan 1869 Opera House that is located in Poughkeepsie, New York. For more than 150 years, notables such as Mark Twain, Frank Sinatra, James Earl Jones, Mary Tyler Moore, Santana, Aretha Franklin, and John Legend have graced its stage. For the past 24 holiday seasons, the Bardavan has presented Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker Ballet as performed by the New Pulse Ballet Theater. Under the direction of Lisa Chalmers Nauman and Peter Nauman, the New Pulse Ballet Theater has brought a world-class production of this classic Christmas-time tale to the Hudson Valley. As principal dancers in the New York City Ballet, the Naumans trained with the incomparable George Balanchine and continue his tradition to, to inspire students of all ages in their dance academy. I'd like to welcome Lisa Chalmers Nauman and her husband Peter, co-artistic directors of the New Pulse Ballet Theater to Backstage with a Bardavan. We're lucky enough to be sitting below the stage of this historic theater in the dressing room, and it's quite an experience, isn't it? Good morning, or actually good afternoon. I'm here, literally backstage at the Bardavan Theater. We're downstairs in the main dressing room with Peter Nauman and with Lisa, Chal- Lisa Chalmers Nauman of the New Paul School of Ballet. Welcome to Backstage with the Bardavan. Thank you. Thank you. We're here for a very special seasonal edition, and it's because you two are the producers, directors, creators of a wonderful production that's going on right now, which is The Nutcracker, correct? That's right. All right, and as I understand, it's your 23rd year, is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, how did you get started with this project? Oh, I'll, well, we, when we first came to New Paul's, I actually, uh, had a meeting with uh, many of the parents of the children and told them that I would like to do the Nutcracker, but that we had to fundraise so we could make the production happen. Mm. And so we started with a small group, I'm going to say about 10 or 12 parents, and we actually did things like candy sales, car washes, um, what else did we do? All kinds of things, you know, just to try to raise money. And that's how it started. It's a, it's a big production. I oh, mean, yes. you, you have a Christmas tree that literally grows out of the floor. Yes. You've got incredible costumes. And as I understand it, your Lisa, your mother was somehow involved with the costumes? My mom was a professional costume designer. So we were lucky enough to have her design the entire Nutcracker and make all of the costumes. And what we did in the beginning is we would incorporate them into our Year of the End recitals. We would have a recital piece about flowers. And so the parents would pay a small fee for their kid to wear a flower costume, but the costume costs three or four times more than that. So they were basically paying to rent it. And that's how the company acquired most of the costumes. Well, you have, I mean, you have Clara. She's the main character. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, mi- the mice, which are, it, they seem to be a real crowd pleaser with mm-hmm. the kids. Yes. We just had, I think it was the Spacking Kill School District that was here for this particular production. And the kids must have been, I mean, they were knee high. They were really, they were small, they were quiet. But as soon as the mice came on, the kids went crazy. Actually, Peter, you're in this production, aren't you? Yes, I, I've been doing Drossel Meyer in this production um, 
for 23 years. And the kids love you. They, you really crack them up when you walk on stage. Yes, well, I try to make it a little mysterious and a little comical so that you get kind of both aspects. And uh, what, is, uh, what is your favorite part about playing that particular character? I would say that it's, it's the mystery. The comedy I, I add, but I, I like the mystery of it more than the, than the comedy. And I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that, that comes across the, the relationship between Drosselmeyer and Clara, that the, uh, you know, sort of mystery is there, that people get to see the connection. Well, there was one particular, <coughs> excuse me, scene where Clara is, it's at the very beginning, and she's holding the nutcracker. And then the nutcracker is in a bed on the floor, and then all of a sudden disappears, and you're holding up your black cape, and the next thing you know is the nutcracker is there in person. That's incredible. Yes, that's, that is uh, part of the magic that we, we try to create in the uh, production. Um, of course, all of that happens with the wonderful Bardavon crew who are busy back there, you know, changing scenery, moving everything around, and, and you know, theater is, is magical. Who designed the scenery? My mother. Also. Really? My mother, yes. Wow. I mean, you have a castle on stage, you've, mm -hmm. got, you've got Candyland, you've mm -hmm. got the living room, you've got that beautiful sleigh. As I understand it, the sleigh is new this year, yes. correct? Yes, also the, um, the fireplace was new this year, the boxes that the toy dolls come out of in Act One, which we didn't do today, that's for the public shows, are new. So every year we try to spruce it up. And we always had a fireplace. It's just now our fireplace is much better. It's prettier. It's more solid than the original that we had. Now, you say that this is kind of a condensed version for the schools. Is yes. that what you do? Yes. So we saw two acts today. What did we no, see today? No, you really only saw, you saw the very end of Act 1 and then Act 2. In the, in the public show before... Before you saw what you saw today, there would have been a whole party scene I was just where Drosselmeyer gives, we call her Marie, because her name in the book is Clara Marie. Mm -hmm. We call her Marie. Drosselmeyer gives Marie the nutcracker. Her brother breaks the nutcracker. That's why in the scene that we open with today, the nutcracker has a handkerchief tied around it because the brother broke it. And Drosselmeyer's magic puts it back together and makes it grow. Because I, we, we opened today with Clara uh, basically cuddling right. the nutcracker, mm -hmm. and she, the party was over. Traditionally, as you say, it begins with a huge party scene, and there's the gift. Right. And then we saw the scenes where um, we, hit, we saw the swans dancing. The snow. The snow. No, snowflakes. The snowflakes mm -hmm. were dancing, and we saw the... Um, we were in Candyland, mm -hmm. and it ended in Candyland. Mm -hmm. Now, traditionally, there's another act, isn't there? No. Just, traditionally, it, it traditional, ends in Candyland. It ends in Candyland. Yeah. There just would have been about 30 to 45 minutes added at the beginning, not at the end. I see. Of the whole party scene. Now, how many kids are in this production? This year, I believe there's about 90. 
90. Mm -hmm. Do any of them duplicate roles? Yes. And uh, which, which? A should... lot of them do. A lot of them, we try to cast kids who are capable of doing more than one part. We try to cast them in lots of different parts so that they get a chance to work on different styles of dancing. And also so if audience members come more than once, they're not always seeing the same people doing the same thing. They're seeing different different kids dancing different things. So they rotate. The kids rotate. Yeah. And you held auditions for the children, is that correct? Yes, we correct. So all of them are not not from your school or they're from your school and This other... year they are, but this the auditions are for the whole community and we have many years had children from other schools participate. But this year they're all from this your year school. This year they just happen to all be, be from, from our school. school. That's a lot of kids from your school. Yes. 90 kids. Yeah. And and how is the audition process held? Um, they're called to an audition according to their age and their level in ballet. There's, I think, three different or four different age groups. There's the little bitty ones that are the angels. They're adorable. Then there's the party scene age children, which you didn't really see today. Then there's like the second act mother ginger, Trey Peck. Mm-hmm. Chinese dancers, right. and then there's all the girls on point. That's right. the more advanced level, and they're auditioning for point for point dances. So, for example, how many years would someone have danced in point before they're ready to be a, be part of the troupe? At least two. I mean, you sometimes will get a super talented kid that does it in less than that, but I would say on the average two. I would say... And the good parts, three or four years. The, the girl who did the dewdrop today... The, he, the lead of the flowers. The lead of the flowers. Um, she did Marie how many years ago? Yeah, think? see, they work their way up. She probably did Marie four years ago. At the age of... How old is Marie? Usually Marie is around 11 mm -hmm. or 12. And, and she's so, about 15 or 16 now. And I noticed you had a few men in the company or boys. You had the uh, the Russian dancer. Then you had, um, of course, the, the, the Nutcracker King. Right. The Russian dancer is not our dancer. Hmm. He dances with the Ukrainian troupe. Up Boy, in, he was incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we try to bring someone dances. who can really do Trebek dancing. Yeah. And then... Um, the dads that we use in party scene are children's dads. <laughs> and do they have just, to dance or are they just on? No, that, very little. They do, a, they do a small dance, but it's mm -hmm. nothing that anyone can't handle. And, um, and then we have a boy who does the nephew in party scene. But boys are hard to come by in the ballet world. I would imagine. Yeah, especially in this area. In their traditional versions of the Nutcracker, are there are there parts for men that you had to take out so yes. to accommodate yes. uh, the the range of students that you have? Yes, yes. The tray pack is almost always done by a man. Um, the Chinese tea is a lot of times done by man. Um, Arabian's even been done Arabian's by been done mm -hmm. by men. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know all of the boys in the party scene are boys. And, you know, in a, in a big company, a big school in New York City, you've, you have a lot of boys to use. 
but we don't out here. So like our little Fritz this year is a girl that we put into a boy's wig, <laughs> but she does a great job. So, That's fun. You know, we do what we have to do. Right, right. The gal who did the Arabian, mm-hmm. she was, was she double jointed? I mean, she at one point she does a split and then she pulls her leg up and then she does a twist and I I couldn't believe it was just incredible. I wouldn't say she's double jointed, but she's very flexible. Incredible. Yeah. A lot of dancers all, are. All all dancers are, are pretty flexible. Pretty flexible. Yeah. Now let's talk about the rigors of their um, of their practice schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean. When do you start practices for something like this? Well, first of all, all of the girls who dance with us on point come to class at least five times a week. That's required. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous to be on point if you don't come to class four or five times a week. A lot of them come more because they love it. Once Nutcracker rehearsal starts, in addition to those five, maybe even six classes a week, they we add five to six hours of rehearsal a week. So they're dancing, you know, 12 to 15 hours a week. They're That's dancing. a full-time commitment. And this is what I'm really proud of. Most all of our students are honor roll students, make incredible grades, and we have kids who have gone on to Princeton, John Hopkins, the best schools, and they were full-time dancers with us the whole time that they that's incredible. Made it. Because I think ballet teaches, it teaches an, an incredible work ethic. Like these kids know how to put work first. They don't play around and they have very good time management. They know they have to get their homework done. They know that they have half hour break. They bring their books and on that half hour, they're sitting in the side of the studio doing their work. You know, they don't play around. So during the season when you have Nutcracker rehearsals, I'm assuming it mm-hmm. starts sometime November? We start at the mm-hmm. end of September. September. We mm-hmm. audition at the end of September, mm-hmm. and then it goes every weekend. It's but, ten but weeks. Until we go. Ten, ten weeks. weeks of rehearsal. Ten weeks. It used to take us longer, mm-hmm. but now all of the kids know all of the parts. So we used to, it used to take us 13, and now we're down to ten. Do the kids age out of the parts? Oh, yeah. yeah. I know that size out. The costumes are a certain size. Mm -hmm. Once you get too big for the costume, we can't put you in it. Because they're one-of-a-kind costumes, and we can't afford to keep making new costumes. And even with the point gals, I mean, they're pretty much full-grown, though, by the time they're 15 or 16, and they're they're doing... They fill out still. Yeah. But our costumes are made with um, large bodices, so they can be adjusted as the kid gets bigger. That's fantastic. Yeah. What's your favorite part about the product doing the production? The performances. Yeah. Because it's a lot of hard work. And when we finally get here to the Bardavon, for us, it's almost like, okay, we can go. <laughs> we did it. Now it's up to the kids. We've taught them everything we can. Right. Now they just have to do it. Now they have you've had three or will have three shows for the school children, mm-hmm. and then what about on the weekend? You have any three coming more. up? Three, three more. more so it's so all of this work is for six performances. We Correct. also do travel performances. We do this year. We're doing three performances at the Rocking Horse Ranch, and we 
do two performances at Mohonk Mountain House. And will they be complete performances, or no, will they be the... They're condensed, uh, condensed even more than the school version. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because they're, neither of those places have... They're not a theater. Right, they don't have stages, they're do they? They're not big enough, and we don't, can't have they props. Ha- they have... We, we make an area it. that mm-hmm. sort of makes it like a stage, but no, they don't. That's that's interesting that you're taking it to Rocking Horse and mm-hmm. to Mount Mohonk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah. With it's We've been, doing that for been quite, a few quite years. successful. It's very successful there. Mm-hmm. We, we get a wonderful response from both places. The people who get to come see it are just thrilled. Mm-hmm. Do you know the dates for those particular performances? Well, we just did we just did one at Rocking Horse Ranch, and last Sunday we did one at Mohonk, and then this week is Bardavon. And then next week, Saturday is Rocking Horse Ranch, Sunday is Mohonk, and then the next week, Saturday is Rocking Horse Ranch. So you're pretty much up to Christmas or the weekend before Christmas. Yes, yeah. And the kids love it now because... It's usually very sad for them when these performances are over, but now the older ones have a few more to look forward to. Right. It's not completely over yet. You know what I mean? And then by the time we're completely over, I think they're like just, okay, we've done it. Bring on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Bring on vacation, right? presents and, you know, regular things again. I'm, I'm sure that they would love to be full-time dancers and performers Mm -hmm. but you know that you would have to have a uh, you know theater and lots of money but I'm sure and be certified by the state education department as a school right (laughs) (laughs) no you wouldn't really arts are different really yeah Peter and I you know we come from the New York City Ballet it's the highest standard in the business so the fact that we studied there for George Balanchine gives us all the credentials we need to do anything we want to do balletically. How, how long were you guys at the New York City Ballet? I was there 10 years. Peter was there 25 years. Really? And when did you move up to New Paltz? Uh, 1995, I believe. Either 95 or 96, I'm not yeah. sure. What brought you up here? We That's a big two, jump. We had two little boys, and we we didn't want to raise them in the city. So we moved to New Jersey first, and then we realized when Peter decided it was time to retire that we needed a job. And so we found a school in New Paltz, which this, the ballet studio is built above the house. I'm sorry. Below. I got it. The opposite. The studio is below the house, so we live in one building. So we were able to watch our boys and work at the same time. Oh, that's and that's great. what moved us there. That's all it was, was that building. Because we did not want to leave our kids with babysitters. Are there other ballet schools or dance schools in the Hudson Valley? Oh, there are lots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot. There's one right across the street from here. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I remember, I grew up in Poughkeepsie, and there was um, Estelle and Alfonso. I don't yeah. even know That's if you remember them. Yeah, we know them. Yeah, but I yeah. studied with them for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of sad to see them, you know, grow older mm-hmm. and eventually go out of business. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was, they were they were kind of the uh, uh, the grand, grandma and grandpa of dance in the Hudson Valley. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. But it wasn't traditional. They never did, 
you know, the Nutcracker. Right. Well, that, their space is now where Splashdown is. Right. And that's our good friend Shelly and Steve Turk. Right. Which is the reason we get invited to the Rocking Horse Ranch to perform. <laughs> it's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small world, it's isn't it? It's a small it? world. And Shelly's and Steve's daughter danced with us for years. So it's a very small world. Yes. Do you, uh, after you, ha you have this big production of the Nutcracker, do you have another recital for the kids oh, in yes. the spring? Yes. In the spring, we do a recital, and it's for all of the kids in our school. You don't have to audition. We even use the four-year-olds. We use everybody. So I always tell the kids, don't worry, you're not old enough to audition for Nutcracker, but you get to do the spring recital, because they all want to do it. Right. You know? So, but we do really good recitals, I have to admit. Where is yeah. the, where do you hold the, the spring recital? We do it at Walk Hill High School. Mm -hmm. They have a really pretty nice facility there. Pretty good theater for a high school. Do you have a summer program for the kids? or does you Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. We do summer classes for little ones, and we also do um, camp weeks for the older ones. That's all day. They come at 10 in the morning and stay till 3 in the afternoon, and call it ballet boot camp they dance all day and we work on choreography and variations and ballet technique and point and we throw in some modern classes and so we have we have actually a really good summer program and they love to come to our summer program until they get to be a certain age and then they know it's time to go out into the world mm -hmm. And so we actually, as their first time away from home for summer dance, we actually recommend them usually to Daniel Ulbert, who you saw dance the Cavalier. Yes. Who runs a summer program in Saratoga Springs. Uh, Nissa. Nissa. It's oh, yes. New Nissa. York State. Yes. Yeah. So it's a really good first experience. They get really good teachers. Mm. They're not too far from home, and it's relatively inexpensive in comparison to other summer programs. Have any of your kids gone on to study dance in college or gone on to other companies? Well, we have, a, we have one student right now who's in the New York City Ballet. She's a soloist. Our own son dances with Ballet West. Mm -hmm. He's a soloist. We have three or four others who have gone to, I think one is in um, Nashville. Nashville Ballet, uh, um, out some, a, a company in Alabama. Alabama and Florida. And then a lot of the kids move on to college and they choose colleges that have good dance departments mm -hmm. so that they can keep dancing. Mercyhurst, we've had a couple of girls who have gone there because they have a nice dance mm -hmm. program. Well, it's exciting because, you know, you start them when they're four years old. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming if, if a child loves dance, they'll stay with yeah. you yeah. up until it's time for them well, to I mean, spread actually, their wings. this weekend we have several. We have one girl who danced with us for years. She did Marie. She did all of the parts, Dewdrop. She went away to college. She's becoming a doctor now. But she'll be here this weekend to help backstage because oh, she nice. can't stay away. They can't stay away. Yeah. This is something that stays with them their whole lives. That's incredible. We try to make it super professional. So it's like really an important experience to them. It's not just, you know, playtime on elementary school stage. Well, you're teaching them values. You're teaching yes. them discipline. And they're expected to behave 
very, it's like being in the army. They're expected yeah. to behave in a certain way, and their parents are expected to behave in a certain way. And if they don't, they know they'll, they won't be welcomed with, to us anymore. I'm pretty strict about it. But it's worked mm-hmm. out. People, I think, crave that now. Guidelines. You know, when you look at all of the other activities that, I don't want to say prey on kids, but um, can distract them. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got video games, you've got streaming, you've got um, all other kinds of activities that children could pick. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that affect uh, ballet or its ballet? The interest of ballet has remained stable. I would, I would imagine that a lot of our kids, when they're at home, play on their phones and do video games. Not, not so much video games because mm-hmm. I don't think girls are typically into video games, but I'm sure they all play on their phones and do social media and all that, but not when they're at our school. Mm. We won't allow phones in the studio. It just We just feel like if you're going to be here and you want to focus on this, then you have to focus 100%. Uh, but the, the, the question that I was sort of kind of asking was, um, have you found that all of these other distractions have affected um, children's interest in ballet, or has has interest in ballet just maintained throughout the that throughout I the don't time? really know. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I don't know who's not dancing because they're distracted by other things. Right. I only know who is dancing. Yeah. Are there competitions, ballet competitions that there are? That we you... don't. We're not involved. Mm-hmm. We don't. There's something called a competition school. Mm-hmm. We pride ourselves on not being a competition school. Competition schools are just teaching for the prize. Right, right. And you're teaching for the art. Teaching for the art, and we're teaching for the love and discipline of an art form. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned that you have that the girls can study or the guys can study other types of dance. What other mm-hmm. types of dance do you offer? We offer we offer a contemporary class. And a jazz class to each level, but that's it because we feel the main focus needs to be ballet because I'll tell you exactly why. If you're really interested in being any kind of professional dancer, the stronger your ballet background is, the better chance you have. Mm. Contemporary is built off of ballet. Jazz is built off of ballet. Mm. So we offer them as sort of fun classes but you can't come to our school just to take jazz, and you can't come to our school just to take contemporary. We are a ballet school that offers a few other things. Now, both of you have been and still are professional dancers. Who are your favorite dancers that you've seen dance over the years? Oh, my God. So many. <laughs> well, you know, being in, in New York City ballet uh, for all those years, I'm, of course, most familiar with the ballerinas and the men from New York City Ballet. And, you know, in my time, I would say, you know, the men were uh, Eddie Bellella, Mm -hmm. uh, Jacques D'Amboise, Peter Martins, Helgi Thomason, uh, Jean-Pierre Bonfou. Mm -hmm. So these these were the, the men that, you know, I danced with and... Bereshnikov Bereshnikov too, and uh, and then the ballerina is the same thing. Patty McBride, Suzanne Farrell, Violette Verdi. So, I mean, we were very fortunate to mm-hmm. dance 
at a time when there were just incredible well, I mean, ballerinas and men We got dancing. to study with Balanchine. There are only 750 right. people in the whole world who can say that. Really? Yes. Well, who were members of the New York City Ballet. Yeah. yeah. No, who actually studied with Balanchine. Oh. Because there's been lots of members of the New York City Ballet since Balanchine passed away. Well, that's true. That's but true. We're, we're like, you know, I, I thank my lucky stars all the time. I got to, I'm one of those people, one of 750 in the entire history of ballet that got to dance and learn from Mr. B. And I'm sure the things that he's taught you carry through to what you're teaching your students. He taught us everything. He taught us how to live, not just dance, mm -hmm. how to be really good people, you know? And, and that's what we're, we're kind of saying about ballet, is ballet teaches you how to be a person, how to live. Elegantly, with it, grace. It, it teaches you manners. It teaches you how Respect. to be. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that I don't know where else you can get it these days. Is it, I don't think there is actually any I think place you can I get it I think there isn't days. because, you know, even, I mean, we have three children who went through the public school system. Teachers don't have a chance. If a teacher tries to discipline a child or tell a child you failed that test, they've got the parents calling them on their cell phones. Right. Our, our parents know better mm. because they will not get their way. We will just tell them like it is. Your kid didn't get the part because she's not strong enough. If she works really hard this year and I see some improvement, maybe next year she'll get the part. But what does that teach the kid? It teaches the kid work ethic. It teaches the kid, I can't just have it because I want it. Right. I have to work for it and be good enough to get it. And that's going to carry them through everything in life. Anything they decide to do in the future, that attitude will help them. You know, that was very clear. I think the kids exuded it today when they were on stage. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single child was professional. Every single child hit their mark. Every mm -hmm. single child was up there with a sense of pride. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. and yeah. that's really important yeah. today yeah. for kids. Yeah, they're different. It, it, they're different when you when you walk around New Paltz High School. People have told me this, and I've seen it myself because I had kids there. You can pick out the New Paltz School of Ballet dancers, mm -hmm. just the way they hold themselves, mm -hmm. the way they are. Well, you guys are doing a great job. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank and, I mean, the today it was exquisite. I haven't seen the Nutcracker in years, and I was just so, so impressed. And I want to thank you for sitting down and having a chat with me, and thank you for bringing it back to the Bardavon for 23 years. We hope next year it'll be the 24th. We hope you'll continue to do it forever. Well, thank, thank you, you very Is much. that a promise? Yeah. I, I want to, I want to promise. extract a promise so I can tell Chris Silva. I got yes. it. I've got it down. It's a promise. <laughs> well, yes. thanks again for coming. Okay. Well, it's very nice to have met you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you. Happy holidays. You, too. Okay. Thank you. Thanks again to Lisa Chalmer Nauman and Peter Nauman and the Bardavon 1869 Opera House for hosting our Backstage with the Bardavon podcast. Backstage with the Bardavon is produced by Backstage with the Bardavon Productions and is produced by Patrick Watson and Jody Millman. Sound engineering and editing is by Ben Harris. Thanks again for listening and see you next time Backstage with the Bardavon.